Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the book of Revelation, chapter 20. Now, just about everyone has wondered from time to time, what happens after life here is over? Is there an afterlife, or do we just cease to exist? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? And if there are, how do we get to heaven? Because that sure sounds a lot better than what has been said about hell. Well, God has given us clear answers to all of these questions. The truth is, all people everywhere, in every time since the beginning, lives live well and lives lived poorly. People we would describe as good and people we would describe as bad all end up here, either at the end of Revelation chapter 20, at the great white throne judgment, or in chapter 21, the lake of fire or heaven. Now, some think that as long as your good deeds outweigh your bad, you will surely be one of the good people who get into heaven. But is that right? What are the criteria for entering heaven? Well, Pastor Harris will mine these verses, 15 through the end of the chapter, and by the end of the week, we'll all be reminded that it comes down to which of two books contains our name. Here is today's part of the message entitled, The Second Death. They don't want to admit that they have to deal with God. We all know it from the conscience that he built into us. And you have to beat that conscience and scorch that conscience and burn it up to get it to stop bugging you because it will drive you to the Scriptures, which will let the Word of God change your heart and bring you to faith in Christ, if only you'll let it. Salvation is by grace through faith. Nevertheless... That being said, the overall character of your life, including whether you know and believe in God or not, is revealed by the pattern of your life. And that is recorded in the books opened before God. Now, you'll notice a great contrast here between this judgment at the great white throne and the judgment of believers that is described in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. There in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it talks about your life in terms of gold, silver, and precious stones. Those are those things that God does through you, and you're, you're amazed at His grace and His goodness, and He actually uses you, and He gets the glory, and you get blessed. And then there's the rest of your life, described there as wood, hay, and straw sort of euphemistic for all the things that aren't gold, silver, and precious stones. And at that judgment, what's going to happen? There will be a testing by fire, and everything worthless will be burned up. So when, <coughs> excuse me, when a believer in Jesus Christ is judged, everything worthless is burned up, that person is saved and rewarded for everything that glorifies God. And everyone gets the fullness of his or her reward. In this one, nothing's burned up. The books are opened, and there is a standard. There is a standard here. You could get into heaven as long as 
there is 100% righteousness and perfect obedience with no rebellion, not even rebellious thoughts. If that is the case for your whole life, I'll grant you, you can get into heaven. And you lost that status immediately upon your arrival into this earth. You were born to sinful parents. You were born with a sinful nature. You don't believe me? Just, ask, just, just any of you, raise your hand if you've ever had to teach your infant to say, no, you know better. Now pay attention again. The books were opened. There is another book, which is the book of life. What is the book of life? It's kind of enigmatic in the scriptures, but let me explain it to you. It seems that the book of life originally, and this is a... a symbolic for the knowledge of God of all these things, of course, but the book of life originally contained the names of all for whom Christ died, which Scripture says unequivocally is the whole world. But at the judgment at the great white throne, when the book of life is opened, many blank spaces will be evident because of the removal of all who never believed in Christ for salvation. Remember Jesus' warning to the people in the church in the city at Sardis? We saw it back in chapter 3, verse 5. He says, He who overcomes shall thus be clothed in white garments. We saw them in chapter 19. That's the, re- the garments of the redeemed. We are uh, basking in the, the good deeds that God has done through us. We stand clothed in the righteousness of Christ. And he says this, They'll be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life. And I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. In other words, Christ died for your sins. Not for yours only, but also for mine. Not for yours and mine only. Not just for all of ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. 1 John 2.2 says that. And so you have the opportunity for salvation if you will only receive it. The reason a person is condemned is for rejecting the free gift of grace by failing to believe and therefore standing on his or her own merits. John 3.18, Jesus said, this is continuing his conversation with Nicodemus not long after 3.16. He says, he who believes in him meaning the Son of God, meaning me, is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now stay with me here. Keep putting together the pieces of your systematic theology of judgment. Either your name is written forever in the book of life or you will be judged by what is written in the books at the great white throne judgment. The throne and the judge, the dead and the books, and in the middle of of 12, verse 12, and on into 13, the judgment. This is very clear. It hardly requires any comment. Look at the middle of verse 13. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, And death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. 
Now, when it says the sea gave up the dead, same with death and Hades, it means that those who were dead, all those who were dead, are resurrected at that moment. Remember I took you on that side trip to the netherworld? We saw Hades, Sheol, the place of the dead, the place of spirits. All those will be, de- will be resurrected. Not one will be missed. And in case anybody worries about, well, what about a person who drowned or who was, died at, who, who was buried at sea or their, their body was never found? What about those who were in the grave so many hundreds years ago? There's nothing but dust left. Listen, God knows. The souls are alive, conscious, And God will raise their bodies for judgment. These unrighteous dead rise at that moment to receive their sentence. This is the resurrection to death, which corresponds to the resurrection to life. This is the second resurrection, and it includes everyone in this group who did not believe in Christ, and everyone in this group ends up in the lake of fire. Both the Greeks and the Romans attached great importance to being buried in the ground, and they believed strongly in the inviolability of the tomb. And you know, some people are just uh, irrationally, uh, not just sentimental, but superstitious to the point of just being strange about dead bones and where they're buried. Well, it is, God does put some significance on that, but they particularly considered it horrible in that world um, to think of death by drowning or burial at sea. That's probably why there's special mention of those who died or were buried at sea. So the sea gives up its dead as well as the tombs, the graves, Sheol, Hades itself. An important part, point here is that God's judgment is always based on works. Now, this passage doesn't prove salvation by works. Quite the opposite. It does prove condemnation by works. Now, something I said sounded like it kind of hit your ears sideways and it didn't go down real smooth. Notice I didn't say salvation is by works. I said God's judgment is always based on works. You don't receive salvation through works, but neither do you receive it without works. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one should boast. We are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. So, yes, good works come following faith. And can can an unsaved person do something good? Yeah, sure. They do all time. Uh, But will it outweigh their sins? No. Because if you've ever broken one of God's laws, Once, in one circumstance, you are guilty of being a breaker of God's law. And that's the standard, perfection. Now, notice death and Hades here are personified. That's a literary device where you speak of an abstract noun as if it is a person. They will have to yield up the dead that have been there all of that time. The same idea continues in the terribly somber and direct words which wrap up this chapter. We've seen the throne, we've met the judge, we've seen all the unrighteous dead and the books containing the record of all their deeds, we've seen the book of life which is there, 
We've seen the judgment of them based upon what is in the books. And then comes the sentence. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.